Return to Northmore, Episode 9, Running Time, 36 Minutes. Kim. And this is Tim. Welcome to the Return to Northmore podcast. We resume our actual play recordings this week with the Temple of Blood. Our heroes have just learned that they are descended from the ancient nobles of Belalaqua, a city that is now sunk beneath the Lost Bog. They have also found that their mentor, Kantos, has been kidnapped by a group of Sahuagans and taken to the Temple of Art, an ancient ruin that is lost under the bog that the ghosts that they had just talked to had lived in at one time. So what do we do now? Well, I would suspect that we should get on getting on so that Kantos isn't subjected to anything more if we can get to him in time. I'm going to look to the spirits. Can you take us to where you think he may be? We can guide you. How close will you get us? We can guide you close. Unfortunately, there are two things that you must do first. In addition to the blood, you must have a key. The keys are all kept in a place that is near here. Unfortunately, there is a lot of security around the keys that we cannot help you with. We need to kill a few things to get these keys. Hopefully not, but there are challenges. The second part is that a creature has taken up residence outside of the Temple of Art. Oh, and this creature would be? It is a creature from the Feywild. All right. It calls itself the Kumat. It is a huge crocodile like that feature. I'm familiar with it. It is layered directly on top of the entrance to the temple. Cool. You will have to get by it somehow in order to gain entrance. We can take you to the location of the keys now if you wish. In this clip, you'll hear the first glimpse description of the Temple of Blood. You will note that there is some confusion over monuments of the United States of America. You would think that our players would know their American monuments. You would hope, at least. So a great deal of this is a little history lesson for all of us. Um, But later on, you get to hear exactly what the PCs see. In the description that I gave in our last episode and in the write-up, I did change the marble from being stark white to being somewhat opaline to make it a little more fantastic, a little more interesting. But those are the sorts of tweaks you can do to your descriptions to make them fit your feel. And eventually you come to a small stone building, and it looks a whole lot like the Jefferson Memorial. It's white, it has a peaked roof, columns in the front. The Jefferson Memorial. Yep. It looks like a Greek building. Jefferson there. (laughs) And it's... there such a place? Monticello, you mean? There is a Jefferson Memorial in Washington, D.C. It's got the domed roof. This is Monticello. I believe Let's go with the Lincoln Memorial then. They look quite similar. Yes. How about that? The White House? (laughs) A domed white building. Federal architecture. Greek revival style. Great. It's brilliantly white marble. It stands out in this swamp that is just mucky and nasty. Is it overgrown at all? No. It stands out like a sore thumb. You see a copper door that is somewhat verdigree and appears to be slightly open. In our next clip, they arrive at the Temple of Blood and enter. You'll hear that I described there's two dead swagen in here, one with crossbow bolts in him and one that's blackened and electrocuted. 
In the write-up, I removed the trap that shot the crossbow bolts from the door. I thought it was a bit too much in the write-up to have two traps in the same spot, so I'd left only the electrical trap on the floor. In addition, I described the tiles as 3x3. In the write-up, I made them 5x5 to make them fit in the squares better on a map. And finally, I want you to listen for Dan's shout-out to a famous trap maker. This is a good way of seeing that if you need to change things on the fly a little bit, you can put in an illusion of a trap if you want, just to give some more urgency to your PCs. Of course, this is all window dressing to help build this feeling that not only has someone been here before, but this is a very dangerous place. Partly description, partly clue, and partly setup for what will happen at the end. So you guys climb out of the boat and onto the steps and climb up. In front of the door, you see a bit of muck. Looks like quite recently there. You can pull the door open. Yeah. The door pulls open and there's a bit of a creak. Just inside the door, you see a dead saw Ooh, I like that. The truck. How did he die? He's got two iron crossbow bolts in his head. Look at, Looking like head a level. Trap, like kind of rusty and so right. He's inside, so we have that for There's a reward. I'll start uh, examining for the telltale signs. All right, go ahead and plates. Make a perception check. Please and look for the grim tooth emblem. <laughs> the giant skull. The room is empty except for a design on the floor. There's a dead Sahawagan right here with the bolts in him. There's a dead Sahawagan over here who is blackened. Blackened as in fire blackened or blackened as in... Lightning bolt blackened. In the center of the floor, there is a design and some words. The words at first, as you look at them, don't make any sense. They're in some weird script you don't understand. But after just a few moments of staring at them, it suddenly all makes sense and you read words out of it. The inscription says, from the silver orb, cast yourself into the sea. First, freeze the sea, but then remember who gives life. Gather your strength, and then join the people of Great Belalakwa. There are nine tiles on the floor, each of which is about three by three. Souls of the gods, y'all. Yes. This next clip has them examining the floor puzzle. What I really want you to pay attention to is how I let them have the discussion, I let them go through it, but as soon as a specific question arises, I immediately have them make a religion check so that they can bring their character's knowledge up into the player's knowledge and move forward on the puzzle instead of getting stuck. So at this point in the game, we knew that we needed to get beyond the puzzle as most of us are pretty extreme role players and have done this kind of thing before. And so when the path is not entirely clear, it gets to be a little frustrating, especially if you're not completely sure of the gods as a, as a player. So an appropriate thing is to then encourage your players to do that religion role. One of the features of this particular puzzle is that it encourages the players to learn a little bit more about the 4th edition gods. Whenever I build a puzzle like this, it relies on some piece of character knowledge. That's the key of a puzzle like this. And I could have made it anything, but I wanted to introduce the players and really the characters to the knowledge of the gods, since that's something that's generically useful once we move to a new edition of the game. I'm good at these. But then remember who gives life. What's that? We'll join the people of the Great Balakwa. They're dead, so... Well, I think it's to open a gate. You're guessing that this was built before they were dead. But if times were dire... The join the people of the Great Balakwa, that part of the code, just means when you complete the rest of the code, you'll be able to go there. That's my interpretation. From what so I understand from the spirits, 
they did not believe that they would ever need to use the keys. That the keys were only going to be used in a dire situation, such as being attacked or something like that. You would think that they would make this fairly simple in that kind of a situation. Well, it's probably simple to somebody from their time and then. My confusion is, is where first freeze the sea. Okay. If you would like to make a religion check. All right. Well, the two of you together realize that Avandra is the god of change and that freezing is a change from one state to another. Have you ever had one of those moments when one of your players just kind of gets sick of the discussion and decides to do something rash just to do something, even if it means everyone else could die? Here's one of those moments. We also get to have a lovely Billie Jean by Michael Jackson moment as well. Here, 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 here. I walk it. Okay. The squares light, much like the pylons did, and continue to stay lit until you stand there. They're still lit. All right, we didn't die. Well done, sir. All follow Does the anything same go path. out? No, I think you need to step here. Yeah, I was going to say I follow the same path ending here. Okay, the entire floor starts to slowly sink into the floor. Civilization. Oh, guys, this is either good or bad. So they've solved the puzzle and the floor is sinking slowly down. Jeff and I often use analogies. In the last scene with the Jefferson Memorial, it didn't work so well, but in this case, he uses the analogy of a Tommy lift to describe how slowly the floor is sinking. Sometimes those sorts of analogies can bring you out of the mood of the game, but between him and I, it's a long-standing tradition to help us really get a solid picture of what's going on. And after about 10 minutes of descent... It's a long ways down. Yeah, Yeah, but it's going very slowly. How far are we talking? Like a elevator slow or slow? Slow. (laughs) Like a Tommy lift slow. Yeah, and you get to (laughs) the bottom and you realize you're about 50 feet down. A chamber opens up in front of you. In this clip, the characters get to see the pit of doom for the first moment. And originally, we thought that uh, that small pool was filled up with acid. Later on, we find out that it is the bog ooze. This is going to be a little bit hard to follow since you don't have in front of you the picture that they have. So let me lay out the scene for you. They are standing on a platform. Ahead of them is a pit. Across from them is a wall. In the wall, there are two niches. On the left-hand niche is a fireplace-looking thingy. It's like a fire pit. Hanging above that is a copper pan that is suspended by a chain. There is, on the platform that they are standing on, a post on the right that has a notch around the top. So they're trying to figure out what this all means, and this is their first view of it all. You take a step forward, and you see a Sahuagan skeleton in the water. (laughs) Acid? I'm going to keep watching up above us to okay, see. Okay, go ahead and make, make a perception check to those who are examining this whole situation closely. I see both of these. Mm-hmm. So that just looks like some sort of metal? Correct. The whole thing has sort of a fireplacey look to you. It's a little bit blackened. The following is an extremely long clip, and it highlights the confusion of, this of the entire players. room. While it was described well, It is a bit of a conundrum as to what we are supposed to do at this time. And so you will listen to a lot, and I mean a lot, of conversation on what we should do. I decided to keep this whole discussion in because I thought it was fascinating to listen to the problem-solving process of the players, how they figured out what to do next, what they discussed, how they pretty much had right away something that would have gotten them farther, which is to have Kim's character teleport over to where the open niche was. And they were literally about to execute this plan when Wick says... Well, 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 wait a minute here, which I find supremely ironic, given that in the previous scene, while they were discussing, he just decided to go and do something. So there's stone floor, and then this is the the blue uh, the water. Egg. Yeah. I'll step to the water, pull out an arrow, and 
kind of stick the feathered end into it. Okay, so this is the Sohawagan corpse. I'll stick it in. All right, it goes down, hits the water, just kind of sits there. Okay. Pull it out. Well, it's deep. It's. I'm sorry. That's. Uh, I'm not. I'm just dipping it into the water. You can't. You it's can't ten. Reach. It's ten feet oh, down. Okay. You can't. It's kind of out. a little bit like that. But the side view is you guys are standing here. It goes down like this, and then the wall goes up like this, and then the two like openings trench. that you see are that low. So this opened up. Is there any kind of lip or ledge here? Nope. It just. It's, it's completely flat it's with flat the floor. floor. Any idea how deep the water appears? Uh, you. The. This is the level of the water. You're guessing it's only probably five feet deep. We can see through it. It's got to be either clear or shallow. Correct. So we can see this coming. Where's the light coming from? from? The room is suffused with just the very dimmest of glows. Gentle light. I'll loop a end of rope tied off here. All right. Does that quite easily. So is there a ledge or anything on this side? <clears throat> nope. So these are pukas? That's correct. How big are the pukas? They are about five feet wide and ten feet high. Wait, what? <laughs> Those are five by ten. These are? Yeah. And so do you think that we need whatever's in there? Yeah, so this is five foot this way, ten foot. Ten foot high? And you believe that this is what we're after? This is twenty feet wide? Yep. Uh, no I, I problem. Know, that, that seems to be the next. This is not a problem for me. You can go that far. Hmm? We'll bounce over and see what's there. Then I have to wait a while to be able to come back, but... Oh, we could throw you a rope if necessary. If necessary. Could you lasso that? That's what I was thinking. And so yeah. this is what we see in there? Uh-huh. And what does this look like? It is a copper pan. You see a silvery liquid in there. A frizzy. And there is a slight drip of liquid coming down into it. And this is five feet across here? Right. You suppose that's real? I don't know. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's take a look at what we're talking about here. This is some sort of secret chamber that ancient people built probably to protect something, but clearly, as we saw in the room previous, to be accessible once you knew how to do it. It has to be simple. I, I don't find zapping across time and space to try to play with some sort of toy a way that the people who probably set this up would have done. I mean, I, you know, look, I'm, I'm not a guy who designs these kind of rooms. What? I mean, it seems like, and we're going to walk over to this mm -hmm. and try to press that like it's a button. Okay, make a strength check. Can I take 20? Sure. You can take 50. Okay. You just... And try to power it down, and it does not budge at all. Forehead vein going. Yeah. Thump, 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 <laughs> sweat. Jumping on it from the Magnus, Magnuson look. <laughs> the ceiling above this room? It's 50 foot up. And you're guessing that the floor is equal to the floor in the temple above. Okay. Well, I don't entirely know what we're looking for. No, neither. I don't understand the question. <laughs> I could try to answer it if I understood the question. So we have three gods. Civilization. So, knowledge. Knowledge. Life. Pelor. The sun. So Pelor is the sun, fire, life. I think we need to place that alcove up. Well, then I wonder why the other one is closed. Maybe it opens up when you do something. The question is, what was that guy doing? Same thing we're doing right now. He's on the side of the room. He might have a closed alcove. Maybe he mucked with something and screwed up and it closed on him. Maybe that's the back door of the alcove. It just pushed him out. Maybe it's a door that came down and there's only a yeah. small room to stand. Pushed him in the well, Whatever it is he did, we gotta not do that. I would feel a lot better if we're going to screw around with stuff if we knew what that was. 
and he'll point to the water. I agree. See a bone? Mm-hmm. You're guessing a Sahuati bone is trapped between the, this and All right. I would point down onto it. Look, a bone. Right here. I'm sure we've got a little cup or something, like someone's got a shot glass or something. It's ten feet down. Um, I've got a rope with a grapnel on the end of it. We can take a sample. All the way down. Well, I was actually going to prop something in the grapnel. <laughs> send that down. Like, okay, oh. you bring it up. It smells like kind of monkey water. Monkey, manky water. Stick that. I like monkey water. Feathered end of the arrow into it. Stick my finger in it. It's wet. Okay, let's let's revisit <laughs> the original riddle. Yes, let's rewind that last bit. Freeze the sea. Cast yourself into the sea. We all jump into the water. That would be exciting. This is not the sea. <laughs> if the long fall into a shallow pool, maybe we get the record. The longest free fall into water by an armor. The characters at this point are getting a little frustrated, and so um, our thiefly character drops over the side with a rope to investigate um, this side of the trench, and he finds a mechanism that will release a bridge. This is, of course, the most important thing you can do when faced with a situation like this, which is to try to look at the problem from a different angle, and Dan does a great job of rappelling over the edge of the pit and taking a look. He also wishes he had a 10-foot pole. Don't we all? Well, I'm not jumping it, that's for sure. What I don't understand is what this pillar on this side is, then. Yeah, can we examine the pillar a little closer? Mm-hmm. It's got a bunch of sweat all over it. Right there. Sweat? Any sort of cutouts in the ground that are round, about the same size as that one? No. Wear patterns in the stone here? There does appear to be a worn spot around the inner cuff, as if, like you did, a rope has been tied around it many times. Okay, holding onto the rope. Mm-hmm. Heels to the ground, I'm going to go over the side and just examine the face of the, the yeah. wall there. Okay, about a foot down, you see a 8-inch chunk of rock that looks just like this, and you get the feeling it's a movable piece of stone. The bridge comes out. It doesn't look like they've made, though, because it's far too low. You're guessing the bridge probably hits about a foot below the door. Okay. Smart. Good one. Hey, guys. Look what I found. Not a lot, but it's, it's something. That might explain why our guy's on this side. Does the pedestal turn? He basically he tried to do it every which way he possibly could and <laughs> was unable to move it. So the stuff that's dripping, what does it look like? Water? Make an arcana check. Yep, you're thinking it's mercury. Mercury? Yeah, I can Lower down a little ways and push against the... The bridge. Okay. Nothing seems to happen, although when you push in, you hear kind of a... Sound from back here, as if... I mean, it goes in maybe half an inch. I mean, it seems like it's connected, but that's as far as you can push it. And when you let it go, it kind of comes back out half inch past. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll uh, I'll tie off. So that I have at least a hand free. Take out one of my daggers and try to slide it in there and see if we can start getting some. It's pretty tight tolerance. It looks like it's on some sort of swing arm or something, because you can push it in about a half an inch. And it'll stop, and when you let go, it comes out a half an inch okay. past, and then kind of... We'll try to rock out. around a bit and get some things. All right, on yeah, you... And it, it'll rock, but it just it won't go any more than a half inch out and a half inch in. There's a trick here. Yeah, I don't want to do for a ten-foot pull. <laughs> <laughs> so the boys have finally decided to let the girl do her job. They have exhausted all alternative plans, and finally the warlock is able to teleport across and check out the pan with the dripping noise coming from it. I'm going to point out that I described this whole pan thing completely wrong in this scene. 
the pan is hovering just above the fire and the mercury is holding the pan down. When the fire is lit, the mercury boils off and the pan rises, which causes the door to lower and the bridge to come across. In this scene, I describe it the opposite, and the way I describe it, it couldn't possibly work, but by this point, they didn't care. They just saw the door was opening, and they were happy. In the previous episode, I described it correctly. I want to, again, encourage you to go check out our show materials where there are correct drawings of how all this looks so that you can see that and present it to your players and don't have to imagine it in your mind's eye. Go over there. Can to tie a rope around me? You want one? You're going to disappear right Does it work the rope? Yeah, you will teleport out of the rope. But yeah, you can throw it over once you're there. All right, you're over there, and there's a, about a three-foot pocket behind it that you appear into as your magic kind of displaces you until you Jostles can find the spot. And okay. the metal pan above you is swaying slightly, and you can see above, it, there's a <clears> chain <throat> tied to it, and the chain disappears through about an eight-inch hole, so it looks like the metal it's pan suspended. is suspended from a chain. The sun thing here is blackened and burnt, looking like it has been on fire many times. I think that we need to... Like this on fire. Out. Yeah, like the original thing said. What does it say? I'll take five minutes of just looking around. Okay. And then I'll... Okay. You smell a bit of a... Like a natural gas smell. Okay. Not at all. It comes up. And the flames jet up about three foot high. And you're having to stand back in the back of the alcove. And the bottom of the pan blackens again almost immediately. No. And you see the, oh, me- the metal stuff is boiling off. That's and it. it starts to slowly come down. I'm popping out. Okay, and you return to the side. All right, watch to see what happens. So the pan lowers as the heat boils the stuff off. Natural gas doesn't work. Swamp gas does. Unnatural gas. Methane. Bob's juice. So the pan lowers and ends up looking like that. You have a, and there's fire obviously going on in there, and so that's what it looks like. The Are there... a door slides up, uh, uh, revealing another post that matches the one that's right next to you. You also see a chain here that's attached to the door. When it comes up, the bone that was here it goes tick and falls into the water. All right, and here's a close up of the. I'm gonna get the other end of my rope and get ready to try to lasso over there. You are easily able to lasso it. it the, with the ring around it and the post being the way it is, just two minutes and psh, you've got it and you've got a nice taut rope around that little notch. It's about five foot. Okay, here I go. I'll kind of use the rope as a guide. Put the uh, just gonna back to the rope feet against the okay. wall. Oh, there you go. All right, as you get set up to go across the rope, you suddenly see her over on the other side. All, All right. right, show off. <laughs> Make sure the rope is secure. Okay, the rope is secure. On the back side of the post, you see a lever. Don't touch that. Until I'm over. <laughs> All right, no, she grabs the rope. <laughs> the, the, the bridge lever. comes out. The bridge starts <laughs> cutting the dwarf into half <laughs> grinding across. You just drop onto it. And after a moment, <laughs> just as you chimney across the rope and get there, the bridge lands under your feet. All right. Do you want to do my rope from that end? Start pulling it in. I'll check this area out. Fire still going? The fire is out, and in fact, you hear the dripping sound, and this is starting to come down again. The thing is rising up. And the bridge is actually now starting to pull away, very slowly. I'll haul ass across the bridge, then. There's got to be another way out. There's a chain on this end. It's starting to recede. There's about a foot between the bridge and the door. All right. 
run across the bridge and dive through the hole. He dive through the hole and it was going slowly. And then at about two feet out, it goes <laughs> and the whole thing just shoot and this door goes bang and slams shut. Now we're out. All of you are inside. How dark is it in here? It's pitch black. I think we should call this clip PCs going to a rave. In case you didn't get enough of my sound effects in the previous clip, there's more in this one, plus Jeff. Uh, Torch is part of the standard kit. You know, like no, so they, we, we've upgraded in 4th edition to Sunrods now. Torches are too smelly. Magical torches. Okay, so we've got a magical torch, I guess. It's, a, it's like a glow stick so you can rave at any time. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, you come around the corner, and it is very dark. Wang! The trident goes ting off the stone behind you. Roll initiative. So have you ever had that experience where a player declares their amazing action and exactly what they're going to do in combat and then rolls a completely terrible die? This is one of those clips. You can barely see the outline of the soft wagon in front of you. I'll take exception to that. I'll take a couple steps forward and get stabby with it. I shoot him in the Jimmy. Or not. Area. <laughs> it's rather dark. A level miss. So in this clip, you hear Wick talking about his lack of a dex bonus. I would like to point out in this battle, it is single file, and I am standing directly behind him with a great dex bonus. An incredible ranged attack. Yeah. Well, better plans next time. Twelve. You don't get any bonuses? Not with a bow. Not with a bow. You don't have any dex bonus at all? Bonus. No, I don't have a dex bonus. I believe you would know. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, just, I fully just believe. a little surprised. Sorry for my incredulity. So I'm going to call this next clip Ode to Kim's Frustration. She and Jeff's character are in the back of the group, completely ineffectual, basically twiddling their thumbs as the front two get pummeled by Sahawagan in the very narrow hallway. This is why I changed it to a little wider hallway in the write-up. Did I mention I have a great ranged attack? There's nothing I can do from here. Holding. Delaying until I can move up. Holding. This close quarter fighting in the hallways is great for the guy's back. <laughs> it's like, whoop-doop-doop-doop-doop-doop. I just Sergeant Rose. Well, I guess the last guy just didn't make it across the bridge. But why was he bone? Something bad has to do that we do not yet understand. So the next clip, the Temple of Blood, the Chamber of Blood. They have finally arrived where the blood keys are located. Now they must scratch their heads about how to remove the keys from the bar. Explaining what these keys looks like is vitally important to the success of this part of the mission. And I explained it numerous times, and you listen. If you don't scream at the top of your lungs, why don't you people get it? I will be surprised. I got it! To be fair... They were writing stuff in their journals. They were trying to catch up with logging. They were trying to get drinks and everything else. So not everybody heard all the description all at once. We actually had to pause at the end of this clip and have a discussion off the recording while we went to the kitchen and such to discuss this in a more rational manner because it became very heated. So that part's clipped out. When the next clip you'll hear after this one, uh, we've come back and discussed the keys. What's so confusing about capillary action? You enter the room, and it is just barely lit in a huge altar sort of thing at the other end of the room. It looks like a fireplace with a mantle. Hanging above the mantle is an iron bar, like a towel rack. Hanging from the iron bar are nine crystal keys. The keys are about 18 inches high. Keys to about 10 inches wide. They appear, from what you can tell, to be hollow. So you can drink out of them? 
Yes. Barrel key type thing? Like they're tubular. They're made of tubular crystal and not solid. Is there supposed to be nine of them? Did the spirit say we needed a key or we needed the keys? We were the keys. And we needed a key to get into like the temple. Oh, right. Checking out the inside of that. You're right. Alright, you see a shaft leading up and you see daylight. Well, this is out. How do we know which key? Looking for. Do they have. Pressure plates. Okay, make perception checks. Loose stools. Six. Okay. You don't see anything. You don't see anything. But we see a dead Sahuagan over there? You do. And he looks. He's not skeletal. He's just dead. Uh, it looks like he was crushed. His middle is sort of crushy looking. Okay, then. <laughs> well, clearly three of them survived. Maybe they were in. Maybe he was crushed by the door and the drug in I don't know anything on the walls. It's completely bare. The ceiling, however, as you examine it with your, you flip your sunrod up and then catch it down, you see a bunch of large stone blocks suspended by chains. Well, I think that he was crushed by one of those. I believe you are correct. Do not pick the incorrect key. So, so there's no block on him. Nope. It's as if they're chained and they just drop and then reset. Correct. Can we whack them There's a series of nine keys. That's right. This mantle is five feet out. Mm-hmm. And there are five temples. Can I five get up on it? Families. Mm-hmm. Go up to the, what would probably be the ninth key. All right. Now, they're on this tube through this hole, correct? That's right. So you'd have to slide them off the edge, so to speak? To There's no move. opening. Oh, they're all barred on. That's right. Okay. At the base of the keys, is there an opening in the tube type? Yes. It's actually kind of sharp. Sharp? That's hideous. <laughs> Can you look up into the key? Uh-huh. Okay. Don't get your eye too close. What if the copper rod fits right in there? What if it just needs a little capillary action of a certain bodily fluid? How well squished? Uh, like two inches, four inches? Well, you'd say he used to be about 12 inches thick, and yeah. now he's about eight inches thick. It was heavy. Do we have any mirrored surface? I'm gonna play with one of these piece. keys. You might want to get back in the hall. You're gonna grab one of these keys? Nope. So, are you guys gonna back into the hall or? I'll stand next to him. Okay. Step back into the hall. So you're climbing up onto the mantle where he As advised, I'll stand back in the hall. Alright. Just the one on the end closest to me. I'm going to lift it up so you could look down. Okay. Into it. No problem. It's hollow and the tip is sharp. Tapers. Here. You could drag that body over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the way we're going. <laughs> Once again, we have exhausted all of the guys' ideas. And so I end up doing something rash. Running up there and puncturing myself so that we can finally get on with this. I appreciate our boys for being incredibly chivalrous and trying to save my life. I'm going to step into the room, step on top of the dais, put the end of it onto my palm, right. thereby drawing blood up into right. The blood does indeed capillary right up into the key and completely fills it with blood in about half a second. And you're I'm very uncomfortable with this, and I will come running back I'll into the room. Catcher. The key is continuing to hang on the towel bar. It is full of blood, and the blood is not coming back out. So despite the fact that the end is still open, it's not coming back transparent out. transparent at all? It's, it's completely transparent. It's crystal. Except like a crystal. for now. Okay. And, and now it's red. red. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Somebody else try. You're somebody else. Didn't I have room on the mantle to be Alright. Same thing happened. <laughs> I don't think I could do another one. You're pretty faint. It seemed like, even though there's maybe 15 ounces that could fit in this key, you feel like you've been drained for a lot more than that. So we've got three keys filled? You're going to do the same? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So three keys are filled. The three of you are feeling faint. Rogan is the only one who's really with it. You guys will all count as dazed until further notice. There's nine of these things? Yes. They move back and forth on them? Mm-hmm. You grab it, one of the full keys, and it just... Well, that's what I had said, is that I had pulled it. Yep, So the keys have been removed, they have three of them that are full of blood, and they're trying to figure out how to get out in the next clip. Oh, we've got a chimney here we can shimmy up. Does it look like there's steps? Is there a key? I'm not feeling too shimmy-y. I can There's not. Inside the shaft, what you notice is that there's a five foot by ten foot, so pretty big, shaft that leads straight up and you can see daylight up top. I suppose there's an emergency ladder. Located there. I don't know that you immediately see. I want to check at the bottom of this dais. Oh, yeah, look, we're going to look around. You can probably climb it. You don't know about the rest of them. Exactly. Once I get up, is there a lever? Like the hydraulic lift that we saw before? Make a perception check. I can proceed. That's a 14. 21. You guys dig around, and after a few minutes, you discover that there is indeed a loose brick. And you pull it open and you see a slot that you're guessing would fit one of these keys. Okay. Alright, you put it in and turn and the floor starts to slowly rise. We'll get on top of the this floor. This floor or that inside floor? Inside the... Inside the thing. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> make sure everybody's in, there too. in here. Sure. Quickly, right. quickly. Keep on right. After about 15 minutes it finally reaches to the top. And you are standing directly behind the white temple that you were came in. Did your key come out? Yep. We now have three bloody keys. Yep. Three faint adventurers. Everybody make a de- deception. Perception check. <laughs> deception check. We are so deceptive. Six. Hey, hey, 26. 14. All right. Oh, sure. you, you see a bunch of tracks leading from where you guys are standing off to the edge of the bayou, and you see where a boat had been pulled up, and this one's gone. Not our boat? Correct. Your boat is on the other side. Will the shark people be using boats? Well, it doesn't seem good. If they were bringing people that weren't floating, they had to bring somebody in here to get in. That was the deal. So there might have been, there might have been ten keys, two for each family. Piss. So they got. Well, shit, we got three, so we're better off than they are. (laughs) Two of us can die, we can still get it. They might drop theirs. They back. might drop theirs. Where do we go from here? I suppose. We... I need a sandwich. <laughs> All right. Well, perhaps we should go back to the, fish the Bogman's hut. All right. I don't feel so well myself. You right walk now. around the front of the temple and you see the Bogman is sleeping in his boat. Wake up! <laughs> oh, you made it! I, I, I didn't think. And suddenly, whoosh! Ramadal and uh, Alanada are there. You've done it. You've done it. We don't know what that means, though. Yes. What do we do with the keys? You must use them to enter the Temple of Art. I believe that is where your friend is being held. Where is the Temple of Art? We can guide you there. Now would be a good time. You don't look so well. 
Heal yourself, heal yourself. <laughs> How long will it take us to get there? Oh, it is three hours from here by boat. That's going to put us in the evening. It will be dark when you arrive and the Kumat is there. Perhaps we should go rest. We should rest Perhaps. again tomorrow. Do we have that kind of time? I don't know, do we? You don't probably have a lot of choice. You're going to have to rest at this point. Knowing what I know of the Kumat, we don't want to be fighting at night. Okay. So, you return, you return to the Bogman's hut. You, okay. uh, Plenty of fluids. Don't do any heavy lifting. Yep, and you have some fine crocodile, which is actually mm-hmm. quite tasty. All right, so at this point, you will all be going to second level. Give us a two. I got a promotion. Based on the experience you have So gotten. we will now stop the recording for us to fill yes. a lot of blanks. <clears throat> Day four. So they have escaped the Temple of Blood with the keys. Next time, they'll be visiting the Temple of Art. They've also gone up to second level, causing them to have to change almost every box in their character sheet. Our biggest plan is that the other people will drop their key. So in conclusion, I'm just going to point out that although Kim used the word confusion and frustrated a lot in this episode, I think she was really more referring to herself with her other players, not necessarily the scene. And there's only so much you can do as a writer to account for interpersonal conflict. Anyway... Thanks for listening to Return to Northmore. We want to encourage you, if you enjoy this podcast, to please go ahead and rate us on iTunes so that people think that other people actually listen to this podcast and choose to download it as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. You've been listening to Return to Northmore, a podcast released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 2.5 license by Tim White and Kim Stone. Our theme music is Charge of the Valiant from Dronalyn's Tower, Legends of Kithalan, Volume 1, Tales of the Long Forgotten, used by permission of its composer, David Allen Young. Find out more about their fantastic gaming music at dronalyn.com. Visit us and many other fine podcasts at spookyouthouse.com.